A little crazy, little sexy, little cool A little rough around the edges, but I keep it smooth I'm always left to center and it's right where I belong I'm the random mind and don't you hear a major song And I like that Good afternoon, Table Shakers. Welcome back. Welcome back on this wonderful Friday. So for the past few weeks, we've been talking about black identity theory. And trust me, we will get back to that conversation because I think it's a very engaged one. And it's one that um, from your feedback, I think you guys would just love to get a bigger deep dive into it. But we're going to take a pause from it for just like, you know, a little bit, just a quick pause. And we're going to get into some other artsy things. We're going to talk about NFTs today. Um, Some NFTs created by a phenomenal black woman, a phenomenal black artist, and she's going to be my first guest. So without further ado, let's hit it. First off, let me allow you to introduce yourself because you'll introduce yourself better than anybody else. (laughs) Okay. My name is Dana Powell Smith. I'm a traditional abstract artist. I dabble in a little digital work. Um, my artist name is Georgette's granddaughter, and I use that as my artist name because I am the granddaughter of Georgette Seabrook Powell, who was a Harlem Renaissance artist. Um, her work still lives in the Harlem Hospital lobby as a mural that she painted in 1936. So I'm very proud to be a part of, of her. Um, I grew up in the art world with her, uh, helping her run exhibitions, uh, helping her with Art in the Park, helping her in her art studio, helping her with Tomorrow's World Art Center, which was a nonprofit organization. Um, so although I grew up in the art world, I did not show my art. Um, I painted in private most of my life. Um, I, I, you wouldn't know that I was an artist or that I painted unless you came in and surprised me while I was doing it, because otherwise you weren't going to see it. So (laughs) I started actually uh, showing my work in, I believe it was early 2020 or 2019, right after George Floyd's killing, because I had stopped painting for a while. And after his uh, murder and the pandemic and all of that, it kind of forced me back to the canvas. It, it, the only way I could let my feelings out and, you know, yeah. the only way I could do it yeah. was with paint and a canvas, which to an artist, you understand. Yeah. Um, Therapy. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely therapy. And ever since then, I've painted every day. I've been selling my work. I've, I've gotten into NFTs. Um, I've got some public art. I've been published in magazines and I've won awards for my art. So I think that's about it. Yeah. You know, like I didn't know, like I knew your, you know, your name, your, your Instagram name and everything. Um, Georgia's granddaughter. I didn't know the history. You didn't know why. Yes. Yes. It makes so much more, so much more sense and it, and it connects much more and yes. Yeah. You guys should definitely follow her, Georgette's granddaughter. Um, I will add that. I will add your tag on the page on my Instagram page as well. 
Um, awesome. And, and Google my grandmother, Georgette Seabrook Powell. You will see a lot about her. She was an awesome woman. She was an art activist and she was an art therapy pioneer also. Georgette Seabrook Powell? Mm-hmm. Seabrook with an E at the end. So I'm trying to follow in her footsteps. Um, she left some big shoes for me to wear. Um, <laughs> so I'm trying my best to make her proud. I'm sure she's already proud, and I'm sure you're really kind of just doing this pioneering of your artwork. Like, I completely understand starting after George Floyd, because it's like, I remember for me, it was, I think the one that resonated the most with me, but not mm -hmm. resonated, but really kind of just like hit me, was mm -hmm. um, Trayvon Martin, because uh, like yes. we were around the same age. So I'm just watching this trial daily and I still had a little bit of hope in the judicial system at that point so to see the verdict yeah. I my heart broke I was angry I was confused and the only thing I could do was paint like that <sighs> I had no words so I completely understand yeah how it's yeah. been ever since because I, I wish I could say that it was just that instance but it's like every time every, yeah every time it, it doesn't stop. Yeah. And it's it's just so sad. One of one of the first paintings I did was a woman's face with a big afro and a crown, but inside of her afro were all of the things that I was feeling, all of the things I wanted to just shout out. And it's called screaming in silence because I felt like I had to scream. But you know, I did it in silence, so I did it on the canvas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is what all do you paint about like right now? Is it just therapeutic or is it all black culture or what it, what are your paintings about right now? Um my my uh colorful abstracts are mostly therapeutic. Um I've added a little bit of figurative in my abstracts and that usually depicts the black family, things that I see, things that I think about, like um, like I have one painting of an older black man. He's standing on the corner with his foot up, one foot up on the wall with a cane, a hat and a feather in it. And he's looking down, like he said, but there are no features. It's just a circle, but you can tell that he's holding the cane and looking down. Well, right in front of him is a little boy. He just came from a protest and he's holding a sign a red, black, and green sign that says, I matter. So he hands it to the older man because he knows that sometimes older black men, they go through so much. And when they get older, they feel like they're not seen. So this little boy is pretty much telling the old man, I see you and you matter too. Hold this sign. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, I, I think about um, a lot how people feel in in my paintings, um, one of my most uh, popular paintings, We the People, it exhibits us with different hairstyles and, you know, different styles of clothes. And, and it's, it's who we are, you yeah. know? We like to do things like that. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite ones because it, it shows just, even in its simplicity, because, yeah. it, you know, it's all mostly silhouetted, but it shows it's amazing that you can show so much diversity in us. Yeah. Even just like simple silhouettes. I love it. 
Right, right. And that painting has done so well. It's a mural in the Indianapolis, uh, what's it called, Circle Center Mall in Indianapolis. It's a huge mural in there. They made a vinyl print. Um, it's been on the cover of Black Minds magazine. I've sold countless uh, reproductions of it, and I've sold five NFTs of it. So that painting, yeah, has... It's It's been a blessing. It's one that I started with, and it was just an abstract painting in the beginning, and I knew something was missing, and I, I didn't know what. It was just the background. So I sat it to the side for a few months, and one day it just hit me what, what it needed, and it needed the people. Most of my work, if you see a figure in it, there's a story behind it. There's, you know, I'm not just painting it just to be painting it. There's usually something going on in my mind when I'm painting that. I feel that completely. So why is it that, or I guess two-part question, mm-hmm. how did you get the idea to start taking your paintings that were like therapeutic and really just you representing us in many different facets? What made you take it to the NFT platform? And I guess if you can explain or you know, yeah, what is an NFT for those who are still like, what is she talking about? Yeah, well, an NFT is a non-fungible token. I'll explain it a little more in a a few minutes. But um, what made me go to the NFT platform was Clubhouse, actually. I kept hearing about it. I kept hearing about NFTs. And then I was following this guy called Eddie Ganglin, and he started doing so well with them. And I'm like, I need to do that. You know, I'm an artist, too. Why can't I do it? If they can do it, so can I. So... I I researched and researched for about a year, just didn't understand. I was like, you know, I I made an account on OpenSea, never did anything with it because I I didn't understand. In the beginning, I would wonder why a person would purchase an NFT. I, I, I didn't get it. But then once I realized that a lot of people purchase them kind of as investments, like they want to flip them. They purchase it, you know, they have the contract for it, and then they resell it for a higher price. Now, the great thing about when they resell it is I will still get a commission on it. So I was like, okay, well, this is starting to make sense why people would buy them. And then you've got art lovers who will buy them and use it as a screensaver or, or buy a digital frame and put it in the frame. Um, so anyway, I'm researching, researching. So then I have this bright idea. Okay, I need an iPad Pro so I can learn digital art to do this because that's all I saw was digital art as NFTs. <laughs> so my husband bought me an iPad Pro and I'm trying to teach myself. Oh my goodness. I had three months of failure. Um, and then I finally started getting it. Well, when I finally started getting it, I realized I didn't even have to know digital art. I could use my traditional paintings and make them into NFTs. So anyway, so now I do digital and I do traditional. And um, yeah, yeah. So um, I did it because I'm the type of person I always think, well, if they can do it, so can I. Mm-hmm. And that's really why I did it. <laughs> you know, I was like, well, shoot. You know, why can't I do that? Um, so I started out on the voice platform, as you know, and voice is a uh, gas-free platform that 
where you don't need a wallet to purchase or to uh, sell on voice. All you need is a credit card because they accept USDC, which is US dollar coin, which is really just US dollar. So anyone can mint on there and anyone can purchase from there. And that I really liked because I had so much trouble trying to understand the uh, all the cryptocurrencies and and all this stuff and, and the conversions and it was just it was a lot. Yeah, that sounds it like a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a lot. Um, so I don't even understand yeah. the, the <laughs> part and everything. And I saw something about like, could you explain what gas is for those who don't know what that the is? gas fees? Yeah. So. Some of these, some of the platforms um, charge a gas fee in order for you to mint your NFT. Now, what that means is you have to pay a fee in order to post your NFT, in order to sell it. So that's kind of what gas fees are. And um, according to which platform you're on, it could be in Ethereum, Solano, just whichever platform, whatever, whichever cryptocurrency they're using. So um, that, again, was my draw to voice. I didn't have to pay anything to mint my NFTs to sell them. So it's yes. the digital version of shipping costs, I would say. And it's yeah. I think so Foundation may be the only one where you have to be invited So is by a person. So... Um, I guess I'm trying to understand the differencing in the platforms. Does it matter which platform or is there like a better, I guess, select more selective groups on certain platforms or what? Um, honestly, I don't know. I think a person has to do their research and figure out what's best for them because what's best for me may not be best for someone else. And it's, you know, it's just, it's all so new and so different. I would not, I wouldn't advise any one over the other, but I will say in my opinion, I really enjoy voice because they have a, a close knit community. They're very helpful and anyone can buy. I mean, I got my father, he kept calling me, Dana, Dana, show me how to buy these NFTs on. And he's 83, right? So I'm like, okay. So we did FaceTime and he was so excited that he was able to buy an NFT off of voice. I don't think I could have taught him on another platform because, you know, he'd have to have a crypto wallet and it's, it would have been a lot. Um, I think it's good to diversify and be on a few different platforms just so that you can reach different audiences because I think they all have different audiences. But, um, for ease of use, that's mainly why I use voice. And because everyone has a credit or debit card and they can get involved. And I'm not sure if you know this, but voice is um, turning into a multi-chain platform at the end of this month. So, yeah, at the end of the month, you're going to be able to transfer your NFT to another platform through voice if you choose to. Or if someone purchases an NFT from you, they can transfer it if they choose to, to, to the platform that voice is connected to. So that's really cool. Yeah. I don't think that that's an option with a lot of other, um, I don't think so either. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know because I'm not on, you know, I'm not on all the sites. So 
Most of what I'm saying is my opinion. <laughs> I have to make that disclaimer. <laughs> complete disclaimer. It's completely her opinion. Yes. <laughs> what we mean by transferring is what you make on one site um, doesn't necessarily show up on another. So if you're going to write something on one site, you would have to do all of that legwork again on another site. It doesn't just make it available across the board. So that's right. what I mean by that. Exactly. Different on a different um, platform. Right. Like, so, for instance, if someone bought an NFT from me on Voice, they couldn't then resell it on OpenSea. It would have to be on Voice. But with the um, multi-chain platform, they call it a bridge. They can transfer it, maybe not to OpenSea, but to you know another um, another platform. So, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. So I guess. For me, especially now knowing like your background and just mm-hmm. coming from artistic legacy, <laughs> um, what are your thoughts? And I guess this will be our wrap up question. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts about traditional art and what your advice is for the traditional artists that might be interested in NFT? Is are the NFTs like killing off art or do you think it's a, a nice happy marriage or what are your thoughts on it overall? I definitely don't think it's killing off art. I mean, people like art on their walls. They're not going to, nine out of 10 people are not going to put in, they're not going to buy digital, huge digital frames to put on their wall. It's just another, um, how can I put it? I guess it's just, it's another way to buy art. And most people right now in the NFT world are more digital artists. There aren't, I mean, there are traditional artists, but it's, it's more digital. Um, so yeah, I don't, I think it's just an added benefit for us. I really do because why not? Yeah. I mean, we sell our original art and, and just because someone may buy an NFT of it, it doesn't mean that they have the rights to it and they don't have our original. And one thing I'm, I've started doing with my original art is if you buy an original piece from me, you will also get an NFT of that piece. Now that's, that's definitely a nice twofer because it gives people, um, they get both. Yeah. You they know? Get that, that extra bit, you know, that. Yeah. Yeah. Something that they can carry on and, and continue on with. I like that. I like that a lot. Exactly. And, and they will have the NFT contract for it. So if they ever decide to sell the NFT, of course, they'll still have the original painting, but they can sell the NFT for a few hundred dollars, whatever they want. And, you know, it's kind of a way they can get some money back. Yeah. <laughs> if they want it, you know. You give someone a gift, G-I-F-T, give someone an NFT. Yeah, there's a, um, on voice, there's a little, uh, it's a little, I forgot what it is. It might be like an arrow and it says, uh, send or something like that when you click on it and you can send it to a person's email or if they're already on voice, you can send it to their voice, voice wallet. Now, if you send it to their email, it's going to, in order for them to accept it, of course, they're going to have to sign in and, and get an account so that they can keep it there. But yeah, you can, you can give them. Yeah, that's definitely a thought. <laughs> sure, especially. Well, yeah, added value to your uh, original work. Yeah, I didn't even think, yeah. look at me learning stuff. You sure? <laughs> <laughs> so before we go, do you have any last thoughts towards NFTs or towards just advice for the 
artists in general or what are your, what's your takeaway, your final thoughts? Um, my advice is always do your research, do what's best for you. Um, if you don't understand it, but you really, really want to do it, go to voice.com because that's U.S. dollars. There's no learning curve. Anyone can learn how to sell NFTs with voice and get started there until you get more comfortable and learn more. And, and then you can, you know, diversify. You heard it right there. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to make like a million dollars. No. I had to learn that as well. It's just like, I'm just like, I made one and I'm just like, buyers come to me and it did not happen. No, you have to let them know that it's there. You have to post on Twitter, on Facebook, on IG, LinkedIn. And if they don't know you're there, they're they're not going to buy it. So, so you, definitely. So I guess that's, that's the added bonus cherry, you guys put it out there and let people know that it is there, but it's the same. It sounds like it's the same that you would do with your artwork in general. Like no exactly. It's nothing different. Not a full circle. No one's going to know that you're painting unless they just stumble upon it. And it's much easier if you just actually present yourself to the world. So I like like that a lot. (laughs) So it has been nice talking with you and informing the people and bringing it all full circle. And you. you guys make sure you go, Talk to Dana, go follow her page, and buy an NFT because why not? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You guys, thank you so much for joining me for the conversation that we've just been having with Dana Powell-Smith. That is Georgette's granddaughter. You can follow her Instagram handle at Georgette, that's G-E-O-R-G-E-T-T-E-S, granddaughter as in granddaughter. So all of that together, Georgette's granddaughter. And you can follow her. You can find her NFTs on Voice, on OpenSea. Just see the beautiful artwork that she has and has created. And go ahead and give that a follow and, and, and a purchase, you know. It's good to be able to actually own NFTs of your own because this is a, a new market, you guys. It is a new venture. It's one of those things that Honestly, we don't know a whole lot about it's you're basically owning the Internet and that's new. And there's that question like, oh, how can you own the Internet? How can you own art on the Internet? How can I own a space of that? But trust me, it is the next big thing. And, you know, you don't have to go spend thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on something. But um you know, you can spend $50 on something or $100 on a work of art. Um, I like to consider it something like the stock market. Um, you don't own Apple or own Amazon. You're, you're not a billionaire to own Amazon, but you can own a piece of it. Um, Amazon stock is pretty high, so you actually have to have a good bit of money to own one piece of Amazon. But, you know, there's other stocks that you can own a piece of that are not so pricey. So when they succeed, you succeed. And that's kind of what this art venture is, if you can just kind of break it down. In layman's terms, you're owning a piece of art that appreciates and continues and everything and you get a piece of that pie you get to have ownership of that piece of artwork in that regard so it's pretty cool it's pretty good to be able to um try this out try this new venture 
Um, I myself have some pieces on voice, shameless plug, that you can also purchase. And obviously it's going to be found under that art nerd. So if you go to voicehq.com or voice.com, you can go ahead and purchase an NFT from me as well and just own a piece that you can hold on to and be able to even resell in the future if you choose to. So um, I encourage you guys to go ahead and look up more about NFTs yourselves. It is something that is changing daily. It's evolving daily. It is very, 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 very new. And it's definitely something to start doing your research on, especially if you're an artist. And you don't have to be the most amazing artist to get started. And if you're an art collector or just a patron of the arts, it's a space for you too. So again, we want to thank Georgette's granddaughter, Dana Powell-Smith, for giving us her her voice and actually giving us her expertise and what she has found on the platform. I want to thank you guys again for listening. And I want to invite you all to join me next week. Um, Next week, we will be continuing our conversation on Black identity theory. I'm going to break down each of those five stages um, in more detail. So probably an episode for each stage. So if you want to get on that and give that a listen, join me next week for that. And maybe you might even want to create an NFT based on it. I don't know. Maybe you're inspired. Maybe we're starting a revolution here. Who knows? We're shaking the table. (laughs) But on that note, I will talk to you guys next week. Have a great and beautiful and prosperous weekend, you guys. Bye.